Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I appreciate you being with me today. I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, uh, one of the pastors of Cloverdale Church of God, former lead pastor, and now in another role, and uh, the host of Life Point for I think this is year 17. But I am so glad you are listening, and I pray God blesses you. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks for all you do in our lives. Thanks for opening doors. Thanks for closing doors. Lord, give us wisdom to listen to you. Give us the desire to follow you. Help us to be all you've called us to be. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you're enjoying your summer because it has sure been hot. Oh my goodness, it's been hot. And uh, we started out so slow. We had such a cooler um, beginning to summer, but boy, it's making up for it now. I hope you're keeping your lawn watered. I hope that uh, you're not running out of water. And I hope you're just enjoying the summer because it's rapidly, uh, rapidly coming to fall, which I love fall. It's one of my favorite uh, times of the year for weather and for football, of course. You know, I just love uh, being a part of the fall, but I'm, I want to enjoy the rest of this summer. And so I hope you do the same. Well, I want to talk about Zacchaeus a little bit. And during Jesus' visit, there was a kind of a false pretense of what Jesus was doing, visiting with a noted sinner and a tax collector. No, people were just accusing him. And why would you go stay with such a man? Well, Jesus had no pretense. He had no false motives. His motives were leading him to the lost. That's what he was about. That's what he was always about. And so first it started with Jesus stopping by Jericho on whatever journey he was headed on. I'm going to read about it in just a minute, so hang tight with me. But he seemed to be always moving and touch, touching people's life wherever he went. Jesus wanted to t- t- touch lives. And uh, that's, folks, what we need to do is touch lives. Well, they traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho, and I imagine it was a dusty little road as it was pretty dry in the desert country. Today they have a highway from Jerusalem to Jericho, and it's, it is 17 miles from one city to the other. And back, back then they did it by foot or by camel or donkey, and it was nice, uh, nice little journey. In fact, when we were back there, we were in a tour bus, but we did see some camels. A matter of fact, still living out there. The Bedouin people still live in tents out in the desert trying to live the old way. And it's a little bit up and down. Jericho is a place around 800 feet in elevation where Jerusalem is similar to Boise. It's close to 2,500 feet. It was a little walk. And the Jordan River is real close to Jericho, and Jericho had good water supply, which uh, lends to the greenery in the midst of a desert-like look. It's kind of like Boise in a sense. You've got all this desert all around you, then you got all these trees. I don't know how often when you fly, you look down on Boise. It is covered with trees. I mean, that's why they call it the city of trees. And Jericho is one of the oldest cities, if not the oldest city on record, and was real thriving, wealthy city in Jesus' time. The population was around 2,500 people, and today it's uh, closer to 20,000 people in city limits. It was a small area, but some of the most profound artifact diggings are at Jericho to this day. And there are remnants. In fact, if you had a if you had a TV that you could watch this radio show on, if it was on radio, I'd show you some of the remnants of the wall of Jericho where it was excavated uh, from Joshua's time. As some would remember his obedience and the wall falling down, well, it it uh, well, I've seen the wall that have fallen down. They've excavated the wall. It's a real deal. Uh, 
And yeah, Jericho was known for its beautiful palm trees. And I thought it was a beautiful, quaint place when I visited. You go down the street, and there's palm trees on the sides. It's just, it was just beautiful. It was, like I said, it was kind of a oasis in the middle of the desert. It was just very nice. When Jesus entered the city, uh, he made an immediate stir. And so I want you to uh, listen to the scripture with me now. I'll read about it. I probably should have read this first, but I didn't. So I'm not going to go back because I'm not going to restart his message. Remember, it's going to continue. Starting with 35 of Luke 18, as Jesus approaches Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening, because obviously he was blind. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. God. Wow, what a story. As Jesus entered the city, the blind beggar wanted to know what the commotion was. And they said it was Jesus of Nazareth. And he cried out, Jesus, have mercy on me. People, we need to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us to protect us, to watch over us, to make good decisions. Have mercy on us, Lord. The people leading the way for Jesus didn't want to be bothered by a beggar. You know, oh, poor beggar, blind guy on the side of the street. Why are you bothering Jesus? Jesus is important. Well, Jesus was about the lost and about those who needed love and those who needed concern. So he healed the man. And the man followed Jesus, praising the Lord. And others did too as they watched the miracle. Well, it's amazing how people who knew all about the power of Jesus could still not understand his mission. Those people with him, you know, they were saying, what are you doing? Leave him alone. Instead of this is who Jesus wants to reach. So many people today still live in that mentality. That is why we see so many people that have shallow relationships with Jesus Christ. They don't understand his reasoning. They don't understand his mission. What is your mission? And I've talked about this the last couple days. Is your mission to be a light for Jesus Christ? Or is your mission just to live in this world and try to get to the next? People of God, we've got to be serious about our mission. We need such a great revival to take over the world. We need Jesus to be proclaimed. We need to stand up for God's truth and stop running from God's truth. Stop justifying sin. I have people I know and I and people you know and people that are good people who justify sin. They justify things that are not right, things that are not of God, and they try to they try to humanize it. I am telling you something. Man, as my dad told me, son, run from the very appearance of evil. You're going to have people bothering you. You're going to have people that you're going to think, oh, I'm not going to, 
they're, uh, they're, they don't deserve my attention. People of God, we've got to touch lives. So many people li- need to live in the power of Jesus Christ, and you and I are the ones to share that news. Some might well say, well, well this beggar even, uh, did this beggar even know anything about Jesus? And how did Zacchaeus know anything about Jesus? The thought is that John the Baptist preached Jesus Christ just a few miles away in the Jordan River in a site of Jericho. And so, you know, it was probably quite a topic of the day. Jesus, I'm sure, was a conversation piece. Most of us know how word spreads. If things are going on in society, we know. Most of us know what's going on in Ukraine, in Russia right now. And a lot of us know what's going on in China and Taiwan. We hear about these things. And and these people, I'm sure, heard about Jesus and what was going on. And Zacchaeus was a wealthy man in the district, man. He was despised by most because of his job and his wealth. It's a whole different kind of different story from what we just heard. He also was short in stature, and he wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus. So he climbed up in a sycamore tree. Here is what a sycamore tree, you know, it, it, uh, we see sycamore trees. In fact, I had a sycamore tree in my in my family's house in Clarkston, Washington years ago. In fact, I lived on Sycamore Street. How do you like that for, for something? But I, I'm telling you something. Zacchaeus' story differs in a sense from this story, and it it bleeds. It comes in right after this story. It's actually the next uh, 10 verses after this story, and I think I'm going to hold off and and start that tomorrow so it's it's kind of fresh. But I guess I would ask you today, how are you making a difference in people's lives that so desperately need him? How are you making a difference in the poor that need help? So many of you donate food to food banks. I, I told you that I, I love supporting food banks, and uh, you know our church. We we support a, a certain food bank that that is making a difference in people's lives because they they share the gospel with them too. They share the truth of God with them too, and that and that's uh, that, to me that is huge. They have prayer with them. And that's a city city hope food uh, pantry over on Fairview by Winco. And and we were going to be doing something before long again with them and providing some food. We're going to have an outreach. In fact, I'll let you guys know if you want to stop by. We'll have a, a truck in the in our parking lot. We'll serve hot dogs. We'll do all sorts of fun things. But we're giving food to the poor and needy. But I'm so impressed with them because people go in there for food and they pray with them. They know it's about Jesus. And I'm so thrilled with people that take those kind of things on, that give to the cause of Jesus Christ. The Salvation Army has done it for years. I used to work for the Salvation Army in Caldwell years ago. I actually ran the city recreation uh, in 77 for a period of time, and my office was in the Salvation Army uh, food pantry. And we gave out food, we gave out vouchers, we gave out all sorts of things. And it was great to see people have a heart to give to the needy. Now, I know nobody likes, and including myself, giving to those that take advantage of you, you know, the enable people. I mean, I see people the, uh, all the time, the same people out you know, wanting and begging for it. I like to know their story. I see this lady out of Costco all the time, the same lady, and I've given her money before, but I've never stopped and talked to her and asked her what her situation is, but she's there every day. That's her job. And I don't know what I don't I don't know anything about it, but I know one thing: God has called us to love and be responsible 
and take care of others. And I pray we'll follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm going to continue on this tomorrow about Zacchaeus. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.